Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking all about why your little one might eat differently at school or at daycare than they do at home. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. Now, I want you to realize that this episode is going to be helpful for you, whether your kid eats what you would call better or worse at daycare or at school than they do at home. Both situations will apply. I get this question all the time, and I want to start it off at the top by saying that we really don't want to or we should avoid trying to compare things by using terms like better or worse or more or less because more isn't always better. In fact, if our little ones are just eating more and more and more and actually overeating from what they actually need, that's not ideal either. So there's a delicate balance here that we want them to eat the right amount for their little bodies to grow and develop. So it's kind of a fine line. But I just want to point that out that we're really not looking at trying to compare more or less or better or worse to every single meal. Each meal and eating experience should be different. That being said, I understand how it can be frustrating to parents to say, okay, they eat so much at daycare or at school, and at home it feels like they don't eat anything. So we're going to break that down. But all of these things that I'm going to talk through are true in the opposite way as well. I think you'll kind of understand what I mean by that as we get into it, but essentially what I'm trying to say is whether or not it's more or less at school versus at home, all of these kind of ideas and thought processes apply. So the very same reasons why Sally is eating more at daycare than she is at home, maybe the exact same reasons that Jimmy is eating less at daycare than he is at home. I want to hop in real quick and take a second to thank the sponsor of today's podcast, Dino Bars. Dino Bars are all organic fruit and vegetable bars that are wrapped in edible paper. Yes, you heard me right. Edible paper made from potato starch. And what that means for you is that you can get all the benefits that come with a fruit and veggie forward bar without the mess. Insert praise hands here. But seriously, I was really skeptical about these bars. I thought they were going to be another kind of sticky, gooey mess that my littlest ones had trouble chewing. They're not like that at all. The kids love them, but I love them too. Not only because they taste delicious, but they have simple, balanced ingredients that make for a great option for nutrition on the go. Click the link in the description box below and use code Alyssa10, that's A-L-Y-S-S-A, the number 10 for 10% off. And don't you dare get a pack without my absolute favorite flavor, purple sweet potato raspberry. Okay, now back to the show. So let's get into this. The first reason why your little one might be eating differently at school is because of the schedule. They're on a different schedule and they have multiple different kids that they're all getting on the same schedule. Unfortunately, but also fortunately, it's harder for them to manage one child's hunger over the other child's hunger and everyone kind of has to adapt to the same schedule. That isn't always the case when we're at home, especially if we just have one kid or two kids. You know, once we start to get into threes and fours and fives, of course, we have to like take into a family 
family account way more often and no one's probably getting what they want. But a lot of times when we just have one child or even two, it still feels within our grasp to feed them when they're hungry and not feed them when they're not. But with a larger group, we oftentimes just need to accommodate the masses and everyone tends to adapt. This is true in daycare and school as well. There's a schedule and the children are kind of put in this place where they have to adapt to it. This is when we eat, this is when we play, this is when we learn, and so on and so forth. So that schedule is really important. Now, this is something that I recommend implementing in home, but like I said, it's a lot harder to implement it and stick to it and have less variations to it at home because you can. There's flexibility there, which also might be the exact reason why your little one actually eats better at home. So although generally speaking, having a meal and snack schedule or routine is ideal, it's not always able to follow at home quite as strictly or as consistently and predictably than it is at school. And all those factors are really important for a little one to kind of adapt to that schedule. All right, the next one is just simply that expectations are clear. Everyone comes to the table, everyone eats their lunch, everyone gets up from the table, and everyone goes and plays during recess or whatever the schedule is there. Sometimes at home, this can get a little cloudy, things get off kilter a little bit more frequently, and maybe the expectations aren't clear that they have to come sit at the table during meals. Maybe sometimes they can eat in the room, and sometimes they can eat in front of the TV, and sometimes they can eat outside, and sometimes they can eat inside. Now, again, this might be the very thing that helps your child versus some someone else, it might help them to have a little bit more stability and clear expectations around where they're supposed to be eating. There's also this kind of mentality of group think. Like, for example, I used to be in charge of children's church. And if I could just get like one or two kids to do what I want them to do, all the rest of the kids started doing it as well. I don't know what it is, but it also went the opposite way. If I can't get one or two kids to do what they wanted them to do, all of them would go crazy. This is the same in school. You kind of have this like group think mentality where if you get them all in the right direction, they can all follow in the line and they just kind of learn from their peers. It's kind of like quasi peer pressure, except for maybe this one, we don't mind so much, right? And so there's that idea. Whereas at home, maybe it's just, again, just one or two kids and they kind of don't have that same kind of mentality. And and it's harder to get them all to go in the direct in the same direction. Can I get a freaking amen? So this is also true just in general when your little ones are around peers who are trying new foods or eating certain foods that they've never tried before. I've mentioned this before, but having that personal connection so a friend is eating banana makes it a lot easier for you to eat a banana. Not just because of like this kind of un unable to pin down pressure that's happening, but also because it's kind of like a recommendation. Oh, Sally likes bananas. Maybe I like bananas too. The same thing happens when they sit with you. But again, you're only one person. You can only represent one person's point of view versus when they go to school, they're seeing a multitude of kids eating those foods. Now, again, if your little one is going to school and not eating the foods that their friends are eating, that doesn't mean this isn't working on them. It might just mean that they are not quite ready to try it on their own and they just need a little bit of time and nothing's wrong with that. All right, the next reason why they might be eating differently um, or a different amount at daycare or school versus at home is because you're not there. Now, I don't want to hurt your feelings. And again, this goes to the same effect, whether they're eating more or less. 
This can go either way. Sometimes our physical presence, especially if we have a history of pressuring them to eat, can just throw the meal a little off kilter. No matter how much we're trying to do it right this time around and try to get everything right, which by the way, no one does that perfectly anyways, but no matter what, it's still a rebuilding rebuilding process. And so our little ones might just still be a little unsure of how we're gonna handle it when they decide to reject their entire plate, only eat the cookie, or eat five, six, eight servings of something, right? They might just not know. they're still learning that process. Now, again, this is the same thing that goes with teachers in the classroom. I've heard from countless teachers of what they try to do in their classroom. I've heard from countless moms about hearing about what their teachers are doing in the classroom, both in the positive and in the not so positive ways. And we're all just doing our best. I truly believe that. So that's another reason why this might be changing the way or at least how much your little one is eating in the classroom. All right, the next one is because the time that they're spending with you with meals, if they're going to school or daycare, are the hardest meals and snacks. They just simply are. A lot of times we get breakfast, which is usually pretty good. It depends how they wake up. But then mid-morning snack, lunch, even an afternoon snack are usually kind of the easiest times to feed little ones. When they're being rushed out the door from daycare, taken home, they oftentimes come home a little bit hungry, but it's not quite yet time for dinner. And we're kind of in this panic of like, do I give them a snack now? Or do I wait until dinner? Do we push it? Do we not? And it's kind of this hard time. Plus, dinner is at the end of the day. All of their emotional energy, physical energy, everything has been depleted. They've been playing all day, interacting with other kids all day, and their home is their safe place. So they're going to kind of unfortunately, take it out on us and those around them and the control at the table. Likely, they weren't in a lot of control at daycare or at school. And maybe this is the time they get to execute that control. So a lot of times it is just the simple fact that dinner is probably the hardest meal for picky eaters in general. All right, that's what I got for you today, but there are some honorable mentions that I want to put in here because I think it's important. A lot of times at daycare or at school, they might have recess access to outside. They're exercising their brains, their emotional capacities. They're learning so much, whether intentional or just through play, which is the best way to learn for young children. But through this, they are building up an appetite. And so sometimes that appetite comes out at the right time at school or daycare. Sometimes that comes out at home. So it really depends on kind of what activities your child is doing at school, but that could be playing a big factor. Another kind of honorable mention, if you will, is just simply that they know at home they have more options. They know that even though you're saying a cookie isn't on the menu, there are cookies right there above the fridge, right? They know that there's a pantry full of food, a fridge full of food. They know that you have in the past potentially made them something different because they don't like this. That likely hasn't happened in school. So I think that's just kind of a honorable mention. And so the last thing I will say that I've kind of been threading through this entire episode, if you will, is that really daycare or school is a big deal to these little ones. They're getting a lot of input, whether that's physical, emotional, relational, educational, all the different types of input. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of thoughts and noises and sounds and things that are going on. There's new situations all the time that they're adapting to. They're just learning so much. And it's not that they're not learning so much at home. It just might be a little bit less 
stimulating, I guess is the best word to say. And so this can come out differently for different eaters. This could uh, maybe sometimes trigger picky eating. This could also trigger them to be, quote unquote, a better eater or be more open to trying new foods. It's going to present itself in different kids in different ways. And by the way, in different seasons. So this might very well change for your little one. So just because they're doing this now doesn't mean this is forever. All right, you guys, I hope this episode was helpful. I hope it gave you some really good things to think about, not only of how you can replicate some of those things from daycare in your home, but also vice versa. And also kind of let yourself off the hook a little bit and know that eating is going to change based on our surroundings. And that's okay too. All right, I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at nutrition for littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at Alyssa at nutrition for littles.com. All right. Until next time, mamas.